Welcome to episode number 24 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. We are taking time to think about our identity as Christians and what that means in today's world. I am Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the exciting Jackson Wells. Hello! I feel like, <laughs> I, feel like I had to say something exciting. It has to be exciting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we're also excited today because... We have our guest speaker, Matthew Hyatt from the Burns Church of Christ in Burns, Tennessee. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's go ahead and get this episode started. All right. So, Matthew, we are going to ask you some completely random questions. And My lawyer said I shouldn't <laughs> answer these without him present. So, plead the fifth yeah. or... Uh... <laughs> All right, so, okay, so I've got the odd number of questions. All right, Mm -hmm. so question number one, how do you prefer your eggs? Scrambled. Scrambled. I say that's the only way to eat eggs. A little salt, some pepper, maybe some cheddar cheese. I was going to say cheese or onions or... No onions, no. Not much of an omelet person then? Omelets are okay, but I'm I'm a purist. A purist. Scrambled (laughs) eggs. Okay. It's the right way, the Lord's way. Free free range only. Free range (laughs) Because it tastes different from chickens named Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to know my chicken. That's right. Only at Chick-fil-A. You know, you, you go into Five Guys and it says your potatoes came from. So, yeah. So, yeah. I think Chick-fil-A should do the same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that would be great. All right. My, my first question is, when you got here, I noticed that you've got a pretty awesome beard. Um, usually around November, I participate in No Shave November. It gets pretty wily. What is your routine? Do you have one? A little bit of beard oil. Okay. You know, one of those little uh, kind of silicon brush things. Okay. And the problem is in the winter when it gets really long, I don't know if I can tell this story now that I start thinking about it. <laughs> Men start hitting on me sometimes. <laughs> and it's, you know, I, just, I was in Clarksville with my wife, and this guy just walks up and starts saying, that's the best beard I've ever seen, and we should hang out sometime. I'm like, who are you? And what's happening here? It's me, guys. No, no it, it was not. So uh, since then, I've trimmed it back a little bit. That's, that is awesome. <laughs> but I tell the people at church, the great thing about having a long, bushy beard is people assume you're homeless and don't want to talk to you, yeah. and it's just great. Yeah. Um, the problem that I run into is people think that I'm older than mm. what I am, and yeah. I don't like the responsibility that that brings you know, with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so here in a couple of weeks, probably after camp, I'll shave because I'll want to feel young again. Mm. Uh, okay. Makes sense. That makes, I'll, I'll give that a try. <laughs> give that a try. Okay. So um, second question for me, does pineapple belong on pizza? So this is proof that um, a, a leper's spots can change. Uh, <laughs> oh. I used to be on team no. Okay. But my wife has convinced me of team yes. Really? And Hawaiian pizza is one of life's great pre- pleasures. I have a little texture thing with it. Yeah. And I do struggle a little bit with the fact that you can be eating pizza that's perfect, and then you have a pineapple that is 43,000 degrees. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I still struggle. I don't but, know if I can handle that. Yeah. No, I don't think it belongs on it. Uh, uh, it's just, it's just, hmm. What about you, Brian? Well, most of the, most of the people listening to this podcast who are from Southside know how weird of an eater I am. So, so they know I'm not going to like it. So they don't, 
they don't put much stock in things I don't like. Hot hot <laughs> fruit hot fruit is hard to enjoy to me anyways. Like Yeah, grilled pineapple with brown sugar and cinnamon is one of life's great pleasures. Okay, brown sugar and cinnamon I might try. That does sound really good. <laughs> because see that's those are all sweet it's you know sour thing and you kinda of caramelize it a little bit. Right, right. But I I don't blend types of flavors. Mm. See, pizza is a very savory thing in my yeah. mind, and I don't want something sweet on it. That's fair, but that's just it's wrong. But because it's, uh, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my next question for you is in regards to church camp. I don't know anything about your your background going to church camp, um, but did you did you grow up going to church camp? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you have themes at these church camps? We did. What was your favorite theme? Oh, good grief. Now, I know doing ministry, you want me to say, I remember them. Right? <laughs> I mean, truly, right this second, I can't remember a single thing. Actually, I remember my first one. Okay. okay. It was The Time Is Now, and it okay. was First Timothy. But no one despise your youth. Yeah. No one look down that you come. Yeah. Young, but yeah. yeah. Right. Be an example of the believers and whatever those four or five things are, I should remember. Great. Great. Um, that's the one I can remember, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> right on. I did. It felt wrong to answer with a theme that I wrote. So, oh, I, you know, okay. I couldn't, no. couldn't. what about you? Um, I really liked, a couple years ago, we had a, a stranded theme. The theme passage was Philippians 4.13, huh. um, but we were on a stranded island. We looked at Paul's life and how he was able to persevere. It was a, It was a really fun theme. Now, I get the Bible on that, but like, was this really just some sort of secret fantasy about the kids you wish you could vote off the island? Yes. The middle school boys, they they got up, like they, we gave them an opportunity to like plead their case why people shouldn't vote for them. And they got up and said, vote for us. I dare you. And I was like, you guys just sealed your fate. <laughs> And they got like, there's like 60 votes throughout the whole week, and they got like 30 of them. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, like, what'd you do? Send them home a day or a lady? Or <laughs> um, no, unfortunately. I'm just kidding. It Man was, can dream. It was, yeah. it was a, it, that was a really fun theme. Really fun theme. <laughs> Last question. You've been in Burns for how many years? I know it's been quite a while. See, these other ones have been opinion questions. Right. So, yeah. Oh, well, this one is still an opinion question. <laughs> yeah. but. I started, yeah, I first made contact with that church in 2005. Okay. This okay. is 2023. Yeah. Math. Yeah. 18. Yeah. 18. Yeah. I started preaching full time in January of 11. Gotcha. So whatever that is. Okay. Okay. But I kind of started as the intern, the associate. Right. Right. Did everything nobody else wanted to do. Sure. Um, it was really cool. I followed a guy named James Hinkle, and I don't know how well people know him up around here. I'm just an amazing man. And he hit 50 years of ministry, not all at Burns, but wow. uh, when he was in his 50th year, he said, uh, too often ministers don't understand that there is a time when we need to step away. And he said, you can either walk out, be carried out, or be thrown out. Right. And yeah. he said, my ministry will be more effective if I walk out. So January 1 of the year before, he announced his resignation effective December 31st of that year. And that year, he and I shared the pulpit 50-50. Okay. Uh, and it was so cool. And he, yeah. he remained on as one of our elders um, until just a few months ago, actually. His his wife's health has declined. Okay. Um, amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. So so the, the question that I was going to ask is, after so many years in Burns, what's one of the best things about living in Burns, Tennessee? Dixon County is a cool place. Uh, yeah. It's just neat community. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot like here in Hopkinsville. Okay. But it's a small enough town that you you know people. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I have multiple restaurants I go to and they just bring out my order. Yeah. Right. It's, I love that feeling. <laughs> like, now. I love it. It's just home. Yeah. Yeah. There's some amazing nonprofits, some great ministries, and I'm blessed to get to do some really cool stuff in the community. Awesome. I serve with CareNet, which is a pregnancy center. So when a young lady finds out that she's pregnant um, and is tempted to do something we don't think is a good idea, right. um, we're there to help her make a better decision. Um, things like that. Yeah. So, wow. Awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the meat of the week, right. the 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 right. fun part. Or steak, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We wish. <laughs> like burning me at one or the time. Yeah, and that's what it is. <laughs> so the question that uh, is the question that we're asking this week is: Am I a liberal or a conservative? And I know in a lot of people's minds that they're going to be going, oh, no, I don't know if I even want to listen to this episode or, or, or right. <laughs> First of all, I want to put everybody's mind at ease by saying this is not about politics at all, because uh, no offense, Matthew, but I couldn't care less who you voted for or who you're going to vote for or anything of that nature. I never vote for anyone who wins. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that this is not about that. So we're. We're strictly looking at these these terms from the religious side of thing, the religious world, which is complicated yeah. enough as it is. Um, I'm not sure which question is more dangerous. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Conservative versus liberal in the church is something a little bit different. But even then, we don't always use the terms quite right. correctly. Yeah. yeah. The difference between the two things doesn't have to do with... If you're singing newer songs or the old songs, it doesn't have anything to do with the order of worship. If I were to go to another church and they did communion at the beginning, I would, I would just, <laughs> what are they doing? This liberal church. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It has a new people. It has has nothing to do with that kind of stuff. That or or Bible translation or those kinds of. Things. We've used those terms as if that's what it was talking. Yeah, about. you're yeah. you're exactly right. A lot of those things are simply. Preference and preference has nothing to do with conservatism versus liberalism. So. That's right. Have you noticed that when you have this conversation and you're trying to think of an example of something silly that church people fight about, it's almost always the color of the carpet. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> and the that, reason yeah. that every preacher uses that is it's literally the one thing I can say in that sentence and not tick somebody off. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm like I'm afraid to bring up water fountains because I know that like that has been a problem at a couple churches. And it's like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I just want some water. <laughs> crying out loud. That, I mean, do they sing there's a fountain free at those yeah, churches? So, so you can see how the just this question is fraught with peril. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of pitfalls. And so what then is the difference when we're talking about theology, we're talking about doctrine? What is the difference between conservative and, and liberal? And so we wanted to have Matthew come in and be our scapegoat, I mean our guest, who is going to help us answer this question. <laughs> so, so Matthew, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, again, like you said, we use the words wrong a lot. Right. And if you ever interact with anyone outside of our brotherhood, when you hear the word liberal, liberal means somebody who denies the virgin birth, denies the inspiration of Scripture, who, who is, to most of us in Churches of Christ, is way out there. Right. Um, when we use the word liberal to talk about a church where they sing, I will call upon the Lord, right? <laughs> like we have zoomed so far in that spectrum. Yes. So I, 
I hate the terms. Yes, truly. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should have been more generous or <laughs> gracious, but I, um, James Hinkle that I mentioned earlier, he has this phrase. He says that labels are mostly libels. Um, I like that. And one of my things is if it's short enough theology to fit on a bumper sticker, it's probably not deep enough to do anything. Right. So if I label you That's as liberal or conservative, thing. I don't find it. I don't find it helpful for conversation, for stank, or unity, for any of the things. Right. Well, it's, right. It's, a, it's an opinion. You have opinions developed over. Whenever you hear the word liberal, you you automatically have the church or the idea of that person, and so, like you said, it's a spectrum, and we've zoomed in a lot. But if it is a spectrum, and you're having a conversation, but your opinion of somebody who is liberal or conservative is pegged as one thing, your conversation is not going to be productive at all. Totally. Um, right. You need, you to, as, as, as impossible it is, as it is, you need to be able to have conversations with people that you disagree with a lot of times with a clean slate. But what I really don't like is for, and again, I'm speaking, I'm zooming in and speaking in the way that our brotherhood is used to speaking about these terms. Right. In most of the churches that I interact with, liberal is a dirty word and conservative is a good word. Or people will say right. something like, um, conservative is biblical. And wow. I mean, I've heard those things. But what I think, when I read the Bible, there's some really good things for liberal. Um, Deuteronomy 15 talks about liberally providing for the poor. Peter talks yes. about liberally liberality in your, mm-hmm. in your giving. If you want to use the word progressive, I want to make progress for the gospel. Absolutely. The methods I use in 2023 must be different than the methods I used in 1963 because right. So that's good. But at the same time, if progressive means I'm throwing away the old because I'm accommodating the culture, well, then that version of progressive is bad. Right. Right. I mean, we can play the same game with conservative. Um, Yes. What's the verse? Is it Isaiah, Jeremiah, seek the old paths, you know, know, (laughs) protect where we've been? Okay. I can get on board with let's be, let's make sure that we stay where scripture is. That's good. Absolutely. But if conservative just means traditional, well... Talk to Jesus about that because he's going to tick you off. That's right. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, someone that uh, recently asked me, you know, which group was it that made Jesus the most angry? It it wasn't the quote unquote liberals. We were talking about this yesterday. There are other terms that get lumped in with this. And I think one with conservative uh, is the term legalism. Sometimes the, the conversation with conservative is it ties directly in with legalism, but that's often a, a word that we don't it's, use correctly. It's thrown around <laughs> either. And, and misused also. Yeah. Matthew, I really like what you said. You said something when you were talking about uh, trying to adapt to culture and allowing the, the influence of culture in our biblical interpretation. Right. And I, and I think that that is a much closer definition of what liberalism in liberal theology really yeah. is, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's the that's the problematic version of liberalism, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, when you throw away gospel, whichever way you throw it away, you've done something incredibly detrimental. Right. Um, this, was, this was trivia that I had not noticed, and nobody has corrected me on it yet, so I think it's true. Uh, I was teaching through the book of Galatians the other day, and there's this phrase in chapter five about falling away from grace. Okay. And in the context of Galatians five, the people who are falling away from grace were the people who were adding law to it by keeping circumcision. Yeah. So here's the trivia point. The only text in the New Testament that I'm aware of that warns about falling away from grace, warns about falling away from grace 
into legalism. Now that's not the way that's I interesting. heard that talk. Yeah, you guys right. You feel nervous yet? Listen, <laughs> right. But if you want to argue, argue with Holy Spirit and Paul because yeah. they said that. Not me. Go talk to them about it. Right. You know that's a key danger. It is on either side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We just have to be cautious that we aren't going too far in either direction. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, with when conservatism in our in our minds only means holding on to the old paths which become old traditions. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between today worship me, teaching his command. It, yes, yes. There's there's a, such a huge difference between holding on to scripture, holding on to uh the truth that is in in scripture and holding on to old methodology. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and what's really really tricky if we're just going to dive deep into this topic and be honest about it is a whole lot of these conversations are about methodology, but that, I think they're about right. scripture. That's right. So let me just nuke your show. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of the phrases I hate more than any other phrase is the phrase salvation issue. Yes. Because people argue, is this thing a salvation issue or is it not? Well, you know what? That phrase doesn't show up in the Bible. So that should, get that, right. that should get your attention. You know, it's not that, and we're the people who say we want to do Bible things in Bible ways and call Bible things by Bible names, no great, but Christ, you know, I love our mottos. They're great mottos, but we need to make sure we live by them. Let's make sure that we are kind enough to recognize that there are some others who are searching scripture for answers. And sometimes when we come to these points of disagreement, it's not the main thing. Right. That, yeah, that that phrase just recently, uh, I really kind of, battled with that with that phrase in my own mind. Which you, you phrase? Know, salvation issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, who gets to decide what is a quote-unquote salvation issue? It's not really us, is it? I don't really get to decide uh, what what God is and is not going to consider a Look, I'm salvation gonna, issue. I'm going to do my best to follow Scripture as closely as I can. Exactly. 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 That's the that's the goal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whenever you're worried about am I too conservative or am I too liberal, don't <laughs> look at the Bible and see well, what does what does the Bible say about this? And if it does, it's not conservative or liberal unless it uses those two words in the <laughs> verse you're reading. Um, and it just that that is what you're supposed to abide by. And again, leaving some grace for the people who how many New Testament passages are basically about this? Uh, in First Corinthians, what chapter seven and eight, you have the meat sacrifice to idols issues. Yes, um, the Jerusalem conference in Acts fifteen. Right. I mean, that's some core theology here, but it's trying to decide uh, what's in, what's out. Uh, Romans fourteen, uh, again, the meat sacrifice to idols. Right. In one of the verses that I'm pretty sure somebody added it to the Bible in the last decade because I just do not remember it being there. <laughs> Was well, Romans 14, 1 to 4, where it says, Who are you to judge another man's servant? It's before his own master that he stands or falls. Right. So one of the things that sometimes people accuse me of being liberal for <laughs> is I refuse to be the person who pronounces judgment on you in those areas where people disagree about Scripture. Because the text says that's God's job, yeah. not mine. And Romans 14, verse 4 is the most important verse in that passage. It says, And he is able to make him stand. So that's one of the reasons I don't get drawn into most of these debates and arguments about, you know, man, you, you see me stumbling because I don't want to name one because I don't know which ones are landmines. <laughs> exactly. <in the> <laughs> you know, uh, that's why I refuse to kind of play ball with some of that stuff because, right. 
look, your salvation is based on Jesus Christ and his righteousness. That's exactly right. Um, and if his grace is good enough to cover the fact that you are a jerk or you are a glutton <laughs> you are a warrior or whatever other thing, yeah. his grace is also big enough to cover the fact that your understanding of the timing of the end of the world might be wrong. Oh, was right. that a safe enough example? Right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that you prayed without these and thous. Uh, yes. you know? Yeah. I think that's the challenge in trying to understand you know, where we stand with, you know, liberal versus conservative because we we get too caught up in drawing lines and we want to separate ourselves, I guess, from from certain groups of people or certain certain individuals or or something of that nature. And so we use this as a as a weapon mm. almost. And uh, I think that is the most problematic part mm-hmm. of this discussion, is that it is the way that we use it against people. Because I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with talking about the the definition of liberal or conservative from strictly a uh, theology or doctrine standpoint. You know, if we're strictly talking about it in those terms, then then we're talking about are we allowing culture, uh, cultural shifts, uh, modern science and modern ethics to influence the way we view Scripture, or are we using Scripture to influence how we interact with modern uh, thoughts? You know, where's the priority? That's right, right, and that to me is is a perfectly acceptable dividing line between conservative and liberal. Yeah, right, uh, and I don't mind talking about those terms, but we get so caught up in all these other uses of the terms that it's 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 weaponized and yeah. and it does not do any good. I feel okay. As if we haven't gotten in enough trouble. Yeah. But I feel like this is one of the places where our schools, our schools of preaching, our periodicals, our yes. blog right, right. have done a major disservice to the church. Because they have fanned the fire of these questions. This guy's liberal. This guy's conservative. Right. You can't hang out with this guy because if you hang out with him, you're guilty by association. Yes. And I repudiate that entirely. Absolutely. That's so contrary to the mission of Jesus. Right. Um, It's kept us from being able to have good conversations. Exactly. And we need we need to talk with each other, not about each other. You know, a great point. That you said exactly right. at the very beginning, we're not talking politics, right? Uh, but again, this is the exact same issue our nation's facing politically because most Democrats don't follow any Republicans on Twitter, right. and most Republicans don't dare turn on CNN or MSNBC because right. they're only going to watch Fox, right? And so what happens is we, we retreat to our circles. Yes. All right. So so most conservative Church of Christ people, they only go to Polishing Pulpit and they only <laughs> go to Fred Artem and, and maybe right. they go right. to, they wouldn't dare go to Abilene or, or Pepperdine. Right. One teacher said, we need to be people who can chew on the meat and spit out the bones. That's exactly right. My salvation is not dependent on you getting every belief right. That's right. You know, so let's, let's work together. Absolutely. So- the question then is, where do we land on that spectrum? I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> let's get off. Let's get off of the map. Can't do it. Yeah. I, Don't use the labels, right? It's it's useless because it has, and and that's because it has become such a 
it's it's used in in such hateful ways mm-hmm. and angry ways. It's this identity politics in both, both echo chambers. Direction. All of right? those words. Ooh, yeah. Echo yeah. chamber. Yeah. We only listen to the people that are saying the same things as us. Uh, Look, if I want to make your church happy when I come and speak, the safest thing for me to do is come in tonight and tell you stuff you already know that you already agree with. <laughs> and if I want you to really like me, I can talk about how the world's doing it wrong. Right. Everything I said might be true. That's not what I was called to do. That's exactly right. My calling is to help the church be the church of Jesus Christ. Not the church of Christ, but the church, the body of the living Christ. And, you know, that gets you in trouble sometimes because people don't, you would like, you know, again, these words are so relative. You know the difference between major surgery and minor surgery, right? (laughs) Who it's happening to. Right, right, right. You know, if it's you, it's minor. If it's me, it's major. Right. Uh, when you're driving down the road, you know, anyone who drives faster than you is a lunatic and anyone who drives slower than you should be taken off the road. Right. You make you the standard. And the issue with liberal and conservative is we do the exact same thing. I am the standard. Mm-hmm. So anyone to my left is a liberal and anyone to my right is a conservative. Right. Here's a crazy thought. I'm not the center of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, these relative terms are just so unhelpful. Right. And if we could just talk to each other and acknowledge we have different personalities. Right. We have different experiences. We have different preferences. I love our new songs. I think that there need to be new songs each generation. Sure. I suspect that when I'm in the nursing home, I want to hear Amazing Grace. Right. Because that's where my heart is. Right. That's okay. And it's okay for a church even to have some biblical preferences. Uh, But the difference... Between that and the, the the bad kind of traditional is when my house rules become the rules for the kingdom of God. Exactly. And it's so easy to do. Yeah, that's right. Aren't you um, glad that the kingdom has us? We've got it all figured out. See, yeah, absolutely. Because we're we're the moderates. We're right in the middle. We, uh, okay, wait. Everyone's not on one side of the other. Because <laughs> everybody else is too conservative or too liberal. Yeah. <laughs> and have pineapple on their pizzas. Right. We do have to be careful about labels. And the question that I'm supposed to ask you um is, is, it, is it fair to use the label conservative or liberal? Is it? It might be a necessary evil occasionally. Yeah. Right. But I, so, you know, I came out, I'm just going to name names because I'm not, you know, I came out of Fried Hardman and the question was, is that liberal or is that conservative? I'm not saying that we were taught that explicitly. It was the sure. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I don't think the way I used it was healthy or helpful. Um, lost people in our community aren't sitting around wondering if we're conservative or liberal. No, absolutely It's not. not on their radar. Right. What they're trying to do is pay the bills and take care of mom and get the kids to school. And so if we're going to make a difference, I'm not saying we need to ignore theology. I'm huge on good theology. Yes. But we need to understand that people in our world don't care until we give them a reason to. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, the, the answer to Jackson's question is, Hardly ever yeah. do we need to use these terms. Yeah. It's, I think the the only time that it can be healthy is if we are having a conversation like, more like this one, where we are just simply discussing theological matters, doctrinal matters, whatever, and and we're having an open discussion, and and we're not using them in any kind. We're not like, name calling. Right, right. It's not a label. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much a label as it is just a uh, a description of of biblical interpretation. Well, you guys understand this um, because of speaking at different places and partnering with sister congregations. Uh, 
you know, sometimes there's this awkward dance that you do as a minister of you're trying to figure out what somebody else's house rules are right. so that you don't uh, unintentionally violate them. Yes, so like, exactly. I, I have love for my brothers who are King James only people. I know they love the Lord. Yes. Um, I think that they're unnecessarily strict on that topic. Right. But if you find the King James to be helpful to you, use it. Sure. If I'm going to go speak at a King James only place, I would really love it if somebody gave me a heads up. It, <laughs> Absolutely. I got there. Before you show up with your ESV. Or because your, I might quote the message. New American Standard. Oh, 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 no. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> gates of hell might encompass me. <laughs> right. uh, but, you know, just if we're able to use these things as, as descriptive terms in ways that are, you know, when my kids go to a youth event at this church and the rules are this. You know, I go to this one camp and the dress code is it has to be below the knees. And I go to this camp and it's a credit card above the knees. Right. You know, and I go to this camp and it's a treasury bill above the knees. I, you know, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I always thought credit card was the strangest measure. I, I saw one that was Coke can the other day. Like soon it's going to be, you know, like the Monster Energy Drink tall can. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and, you know, oh, I understand there there are good reasons that good people make each one of those decisions. Right. But... Not one of those decisions is the right answer for all people at all times. That's exactly right. But I do need to know where you are before I show up so that I don't needlessly offend. <laughs> sure, sure. And you, yeah. You've had that experience when you meet ministers. Oh, it's a super awkward oh, yeah. thing you do because we, you and I both met some people that if you are on the wrong side of those things, they'll tear you a new one. So I think we've covered about as much as we dare to cover, of course. <laughs> Uh, you know, I do truly hate, I hate that looking at each other in the eye, we all felt like we couldn't use the examples we needed to use to have this conversation Yeah, because of the status of church in 2023. Yes. Um, and the fact that we are so quick to say that church raises their hands, <laughs> you know. Okay, maybe that's not yeah. what we do. Right. But man, for something that is in the Bible. <laughs> uh, right. Um, it's And the stuff that we, we have divided over has changed historically. You know, we talked about the danger of culture. We don't realize how much the danger of culture does affect us and not in the ways we expect. Right. I love restoration history, and I, I know we don't have time to go down this road real far. Uh, but in our movement, um, where we were... With, with guys like the Campbells and Stone, was trying to not do this. We were exactly. trying to drop the labels. Yes. And we yes. were trying to get together as Christians. Uh, Christians only. Yeah. yeah. And that's not the, the only Christians. That's right. That's the only label that should be mm -hmm. used if you're going to address somebody. Right. Hopefully yeah. you can do that. You know, David Lipscomb in uh, his book called On Civil Government mm. said that uh, voting was a greater danger to the church than dancing. Right. I love yeah. dropping that quote because most churches I go to now aren't real sure that either of those are a danger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's funny how we've changed so much. You're right. So, You're uh, right. Just be aware that we are probably not the first people in the history of Christianity to figure it all out. Perfect. <laughs> right. Let's have enough humility to say that. I, I love our answers. I love who we are. Right. But let's have some humility about this. Exactly. Exactly. So am I a liberal or a conservative? I guess the answer is, uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. yes. Okay. All right.
Well, we really hope that this episode has been helpful. Maybe, uh, maybe helped everybody to use labels a little less and encourage everybody to not be so quick to throw around terms like liberal, conservative, uh, Legalist. Uh, legalist or whatever, you know, those those kinds of... Where are our listeners supposed to send the angry letters to? Right. Uh, straight to Matthew Hyatt Sick. at... Care uh, of... Care uh, <laughs> of Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. Okay, you know, can, I, can I make that joke? Is that too soon? <laughs> Anywhere that it won't get to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, as we think about who we are as Christians, you know, these are the kinds of questions we want to ask ourselves or we want to, we want to think carefully about them and and make sure that we are making good choices as followers of Jesus Christ. So thank you, Matthew, so much. Great to be with you guys. For joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah. I enjoyed my last time with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm sure we will be having you back many more times. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We are appreciative of all of our listeners and uh, hope that uh, you have a blessed week and that uh, you continue to grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus Christ. Have a blessed day.